go. Let's do it. Rock and roll. We're live. All right. We're live. We're here. Welcome back. Welcome back, Vince. Hi, Sam. How's and it going, bud? We made it another week. What a what a freaking chaotic week. Yeah. Already. All right. Yeah. All right. How are you been, man? I, I'm I'm good, man. Uh, you know, just living the life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you guys were. Uh, uh, you and Tyler had quite the adventure. Um, so much so that Tyler can't even uh get, get on today. He he called out sick. Yeah. Called, uh, went a little too hard. Sick. Went so a little too hard in the paint. We exactly what we were saying all weekend. So every time we we took a drink and we were we were getting to that higher and higher level. I was like, dude, we're going hard in the paint, man. And um, I don't think I've been that drunk for that long. Um, I mean, it was seriously like 48 hours straight wow. of, of uh, just drinking. And um, being, we weren't like 10 out of 10 drunk at all times, but we, the solid buzz and just powering through, you know, you start to get that dip. And then you mm -hmm. gotta get like seven right. drinks to just get back up. Yeah, on the up path. Oh my god, dude! You were living the uh, Sterling Archer life for <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. But you know what? We had a blast. We're gonna get to it. We're gonna talk about the San Diego Padres game that we got to attend. Of course, your boy wore his jersey. He had to wear the Oakland jersey. I had to do it. I right. did it on purpose. Spark the conversation. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of great conversations uh with the uh, Dodger fans with Padres fans with just the uh casual you know San Diegan um got to talk to a lot of people we'll get a little bit more into that uh later in our show I want to welcome everybody who's out there watching thank you so much for taking time on this Monday afternoon to to spend time with us and watch our show if you haven't already like subscribe hit the notification we're doing these live shows every monday at 5 30 tim is going to be working on some new graphics where you're going to see all that advertising you're going to see our backgrounds change the more subscribers we get we're going to get new backgrounds new logos new this new that. uh we're going to build the show for the people That's um right. so welcome everybody and please jump into that chat we we want to interact with you when we started this podcast that's that's what it was about engaging with with fellow fans, you know, we're A's fans, we're Warriors fans, we're Sharks fans. Uh, you know, Vince is a 49er fan. I'm still uh, supporting the Raiders. Um, but we we want to interact with fans of all teams. You know, this is what sports is about, is uh, talking a little bit of trash, but also having a good time and, um, you know, sharing our, our common uh, fanaticism uh, for the teams that we cheer for. So right. uh, thank you again for, for taking that time. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, like, bell, all that stuff. All right, Vince. Here we go. All right. Let's, uh, let's dive in, I guess. Uh, the Warriors over the last week, uh, they've been playing the Los Angeles Lakers in the second round. They're currently down two games to one. Uh, game four is tonight. It's, it tips off at 7 o'clock. And uh, so we're going to try to get this thing wrapped up so we can watch the game immediately after. Yeah, we're uh, going to try to just we're uh, try to keep it tight. That's right. So that keep it tight. Keep, keep it me, yeah. Sam. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give you a sign or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, I think I think we're sticking to our guns, Vince. Like we both. Yeah. I think we're sticking with the Warriors. Yeah, we're, I had the, I had the fans. Warriors in six. Now, um, uh, Tyler's done because he had them in five. Uh, yeah, so he, he's officially mathematically eliminated on that part. Uh, if the Warriors yeah. can win tonight, my my Warriors in six is still alive. So that's great. I have Warriors um, in seven. Yeah, I have so, Warriors in seven. So, but it's Warriors in seven becomes a lot easier to do if they do get that win tonight. So, um. Speaking of tonight, Gary Payton the second is expected to start. Um, they tried the Jamichael uh, Green experiment. It worked well in game two. It did not work at all in game three. Um, that was, you know, a string that uh, Steve Kerr pulled. It worked once. It didn't work again. And we're trying something new. And so uh, who do you think GP2 is going to be guarding at this point? Is he going to be on uh, D'Angelo Russell? Try to make sure that he doesn't become that third guy? Or are they going to... What, what do probably, you think? Probably, probably that makes the most sense. Um, especially too, since um, D'Angelo Russell's a guy that kind of creates his own shot. He has speed. Uh, he could get a lot of foul calls. He, you know, some, when he starts shooting the three ball, he's 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 their best um, multi-tool offensive weapon. Um, and I think the Warriors are going to try to use GP two to you know to take that away. And um, you know, actually, when we were at Dodger uh, uh, San Diego Padres game, we got to meet uh, Daniel. So shout out Daniel, who's listening. Silver and black, yes. And he did talk about Daniel. Did talk to us about this because uh, we had the Warriors game on. As we're watching the Padres game, we we had the uh, the Warriors game on, and they were getting smoked. And one of the concerns that Daniel has, and a lot of Laker fan has has this concern is consistent games by Anthony Davis. Is, yeah, I was literally going to bring that up. Him being consistent, that's definitely a concern. Um, but it is. It's a playoff game. It's in L.A. And it's still like I'm not a LeBron fan, but I'm not an idiot. It's still LeBron James who doesn't want to lose any series to Steph Curry. You know, like I'm not – I think the Warriors get this game maybe because of the matchup changes, maybe because of inconsistent gameplay, but the NBA wants this thing to go seven. Yeah. And it's they going in, seven. They, they called in Scott Foster. They went to the bullpen. Exactly. He's the, he's the extender, man. He exactly. Like, like he um just like anytime he, the road team seems to get a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt when he's refereeing a game uh, that kind of helps extend a series, man. And so this is, uh, also, we need to uh, Anthony Davis. I literally saw a graphic where, like, he basically every other game he's had either a good game or a bad game. It has not been middle ground. So he just had like he had a really good game in game one. Played like crap in game two. He bounced back again and was amazing on on Saturday night. Um, here's hoping he continues the trend. The Warriors can tie this up. That would make me very happy. Um, but yeah, this is this is gonna be a lot of fun to watch, and I'm hoping uh, that this uh, GP two uh, string that Steve Kerr is pulling uh, really works out, man. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question for like Laker fans because, like, to me, it's really not that crazy. I know the foul calls have been very one sided, um, and you know, Warrior players and coaches are coming out saying like, you can't point at that. We didn't play a good game. Yeah, there's a lot of turnovers um, too. It's just a lot of sloppy. Yeah, it's play pretty sloppy. Three. I think there were some calls that were a little questionable um on both sides, you know, meaning 
Should there have been a few more calls for the Warriors? Should there have been a few less calls of the Lakers? Maybe. But at the same time, you know, I look back at the season, I believe the Warriors are last or second to last in getting foul calls. So it's this is kind of how they played all year. And then they're also terrible on turnovers. Like they this this is what we've been screaming about even through the championship seasons is they always turn the ball over. Yeah. Yeah, they they become really reliant on their not Steph Clay and Dre guys to really secure the ball. Um because if if that happens uh like 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 all those guys if they start turning the ball over to you, that's when you get what happened in game 3, just a 30-point blowout and it was it was ugly. It was bad to watch. I watched every last second of it. Uh but but it it was just it was too rough, man. Um Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, uh, actually in the chat, he's like, it's one-sided enough though, that I'm like, Oh, NBA officiating, have some coffee, please. <laughs> Maybe um, put some whiskey in that coffee, yeah. man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Put some whiskey up in there. Uh, yeah, I, you know, and the, the Lakers get a lot of foul calls in the regular season. That's kind of, you know, yeah. they're, they get to the paint. Um, they don't shoot the- very well. Yeah, the, the the one thing about the Warriors not getting to the line the last couple of games, AD has like he's averaging four blocks a game. They're going into the paint. They're just not getting the calls when they do go into the paint. Um, uh, the la- uh in game one and three especially. Uh, I I will point out game one the Warriors didn't really turn the ball over so much. They still lose that game, but they only lose by about five points. Jordan Poole was shooting with you know fifteen seconds or whatever it was for the tie. So the, the Warriors yeah. were right in that, even with the foul disparity game two was obviously a blowout on the Warriors and game three was a blowout against the Warriors. And there was the turnover monster, especially on the road. The Warriors yeah. just like we, we've talked about it all season. They've been so inconsistent on the road. They started to kind of figure it out a little bit at the end there, but they were playing against uh dumpster fire teams and then they were able to figure it out in games five and seven in Sacramento, how to get those wins there. So I'm hoping that they, that was just them, you know, having a little brain fart in game three and they <laughs> go back to what they had been doing the last few weeks. Uh, we'll see though. Man. And, you know, with the Warriors, you know, not to rag on our own team, but you know, I got to point out the deficiencies is the bench hasn't been very good. Um, and Jordan Poole hasn't, been able to consistently score and there's been a lot of talk of his like kind of like his energy you know how kind of how he is on court have you I've noticed I think we've all noticed it right I don't want to put thoughts in a guy's head or you know put words in his mouth um, but it seems like the body language is kind of similar to like Wiseman right that oh gee shucks oh I'm not none of the calls are going my way you know like yeah I think that says a lot, you know, that the game is not going his way, but, you know, he's still making the same mistakes of like going too fast and dribbling off his foot or making some pass that shouldn't really be made um, or taking deep threes like super early in the, in the, in the shot clock is what drives me insane. Like why not try to develop a play, pass the ball and then get it back. You know, yeah. then take a clear shot. Like, why is he shooting it so deep? Like, with 20-plus seconds to go on the shot clock. Yeah, Those are man. the things that drive me crazy. Yeah, and that Gee, was – Pardon like, me while I hydrate. That, Sponsored that game... by Bender in Futurama. They are not <laughs> sponsoring the show. 
Uh, I mean, game one, Jordan Poole took that 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 three that he took at the end of the game. Uh, he had enough time and nobody near him. He could have dribbled up a couple of feet. He didn't have to t- settle for that thirty footer. He could have he could have taken it from twenty five out and made that an easier shot for him. And yeah. um, who knows? Maybe it goes in. Maybe it doesn't. But it's a much better shot if you're a little bit closer. I mean, that's just basic science. The shots easier as you get closer to the rim. So absolutely. I want to shout out TN. He's in the chat. What's up, bro? Uh, we also got Joe in there. Hey, yeah, Joe. What's family up, buddy? first, Joe. What's up, Joe? Thank you guys for joining. Um, yeah, we want to hear more uh, from you guys uh, listening and watching on YouTube about the Warriors. What do you guys think? What's going to, you know, who's going to be the X factor? What's going to happen? Hey, Joe, Dr. Joe, GP2. Um, yeah, we did talk about GP2. Uh, a little bit earlier, but um, I think, you know, just to reiterate, GP2 is going to be used as a defensive guy to uh, to take out um, – help me out, Vince. Oh, my God. Uh, pro- probably D'Angelo, but then also, like, help put, uh, you know, throw a couple of extra bodies at LeBron or AD whenever possible. For be sure. that second he, guy. You know. If he can hit that corner three – you know, last year he was GP two was really able to hit that corner three consistently, and uh, that hasn't been um, that hasn't been there. You know, yeah. I mean, part um, of it is also coming back from the injury. Sometimes you just it, it it takes a while to get that touch back. Um, we saw it with Clay last year. You know, uh, coming back from the multiple leg injuries, it took him a little while to find himself. This year, he's starting to find that defense again. Um, uh, so we'll we'll see. You know, just just as the series goes on, and if the Warriors can advance going forward into the next round, who knows? You know, maybe some more of that comes back, and uh, maybe he starts making shots again. That'd be nice. I still, <laughs> I still believe that if the Warriors get past the Lakers, they're they're winning the whole thing. Um, I just think the for whatever I'm for whatever reason the Lakers is like, in my opinion. Broadcasting live from my garage, in my opinion, um, it's just the it's the most difficult matchup for the Warriors, just based on size, um, just based on how the defenses run in LA, the size, um, the rim protection that they get, um, and just being able to defend. And well, you know, Joker's going to be a problem not... with Denver, though. I, I would I, say if Denver moves on, but then I'm not I mean, who knows about them though, because they've never proven anything. Yeah, well, it's the same with Phoenix, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a fun matchup. I think the NBA would love that if if we get Kevin Durant playing the Warriors in the Western Finals. Um, they w- The NBA would certainly not be mad if that ends up being the matchup. Um, right. Phoenix is able, like, uh, that series is actually tied to, too. So um, same with Boston and Philly. That that series is tied to, too. M- too. Don't, you think the NBA would want Phoenix Warriors or Phoenix Lakers? Um, you know what? It, I think they would be fine with either California team going forward because yeah. it's it's big money either way. It's the other half of that bracket. Um, I mean, th- they would want the Suns. I, I would think so, just because of Chris Paul, uh, with the, the extra money, and you know, even though Chris Paul hasn't been playing nearly as well. Um, TN's talking about uh, you know, Denver being um, you know, the mile high and and mm-hmm. getting gassed out there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think in this point we're we're talking about like the NBA would want 
Phoenix because of Kevin Durant and uh, Booker and then any of the California teams because of the star power that they bring. Right. Um, No, I mean, Denver's a really good team. They were the number one seed in the West. I'm just saying it's been how many years that we've been talking about Denver and they just never quite get over the hump. So until they get over the hump, I can't really buy into them. They're kind of, you know, it's like the Clippers, right? We've been hearing about the Clippers for how many years. Right. And they just don't really do it. Memphis, right? Yeah. It's the, you know? it's actually the same in reverse with the Warriors until the Warriors are actually eliminated. I'm going to work on the assumption that they're going to get the job done. Um, and that's me being a spoiled Warriors fan, but I was a very not spoiled Warriors fan for 30 years of my life before that. So I, know, I don't care. I'm we, happy to be spoiled. And we right remember now. that. Oh, we yeah. remember that. Um, you know, a lot of Warriors fans, you know, go back, go back. You got YouTube, you know, go back and watch some of the, the early nineties and late eighties games. You know, I remember, um, you know, watching, uh, KICU. Channel 36. Cable six. <laughs> yep. Cable six. Uh, you know, they had Warriors games, they had A's games. Um, you know, that was we watched I watched so many of those games, those early nineties and, and uh mid nineties games on on regular television. And you know, you 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 know, Warriors fans need to get in tune about how bad this team was in the in the nineties and two thousands. I remember we were excited to get over twenty wins. Yeah, you know. Pop the champagne when you hit 30, baby. Yeah, you know, we believe. <laughs> oh, we know, believe the, that year. Uh, and then know, we, the, the worst part about the we believe season was the following year. We actually they won, were better. They won 48 games, but they were the nine seed and couldn't even get in the playoffs. Meanwhile, the East had like three teams under 500 that year. Oh, oh, I was in living in San format, Diego and I was livid, man. In today's oh. format, they would have been a, a, a play-in tournament game. It would have, yeah. They would have been part of that. And that's potentially like one that could have been one of the most dangerous, um one of the most dangerous uh tournament teams, you know, coming out. Um, yeah, so I mean we should probably move on instead of reminiscing because we do got a game to watch here tonight. Um, I do want to mention also the New York Knicks in Miami. The, uh, Miami's up two one. They're playing right now. Uh, we'll see how far that goes. Uh, you know, uh, what happens with that game. Joe's I, calling me old, that bastard. <laughs> uh, get, don't forget, drink your water. You old folks have to really stay hydrated. Um, yeah, yeah stay playing hydrated. Zelda too. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, one more NBA note. Uh, Bronny has decided to go to USC. Good for him. Um, yeah. He's, I actually saw something earlier today. He's going to be the first member of the James family uh, as far as LeBron knows to ever go to college. Wow. Cause LeBron yeah. went straight to the NBA from high school. So, um, you know, that good on him. Good. You know, at least get the education started for a year before you turn pro and then come back later and finish the degree. Like a lot of other guys did like Steph did. In- yeah. LeBron has so much money. He just like bought a school. He just bought a university, Yeah, you know? So, that's on the that's, horizon. Yeah. Um, uh, that's no, no, that's cool, man. Anybody yeah. who can, you know, I'm a, uh, I didn't complete college, but I got the honor to go and it was great. Everybody yeah. should go to college at least yeah. for a couple semesters. Even yeah. If you drop out, <laughs> really enjoy, the, uh, learn, learn to enjoy the experience. Um, uh, I may not be using my degree now, but I'm having fun. Uh, Absolutely. St- anyway. So, 
Yeah, so I think that, that that's covered for basketball for now. I mean, I that's think we should basketball. probably move on. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to switch. Do... I'm not going to switch the hats this time because uh, we got the game today. I'm not trying to ruin any mojo that I may be trying to build here. Um, but yeah. next week, next week, if the Warriors aren't playing, I will do the hat switching. We got to do. Uh, yeah, we got to jump into baseball now. Yeah. Um, First off the bat, uh, Vita Blue died on yeah. Saturday night, 73 years old. Rest in peace, King. Uh, he you know, he was all-star six times, three with the A's, three with the Giants. Uh, uh, a, uh, 1971 was when he was the uh, Cy Young and the MVP award winner. Uh, he was just absolutely untouchable in the 70s, and he was the key cog in those uh, 72, 73, 74 World Series championship teams. Uh, yeah. And he was he was just super nice. And he, uh, every person that I've seen have a comment on Facebook or Twitter or instagram they're just like man he was so nice he's always like uh always talking with the fans and just really a good dude and uh he's somebody that the a's community for sure is gonna miss uh, so yeah rest absolutely that was one of my mom's favorite players uh said this quite a few times on the podcast already but you know i'm, I'm an ace fan because of my mom and her connection to the a's uh she got to see some of those early world series teams, um, in person, her dad, my grandfather, uh, he passed away before I was, you know, even thought of my mom was a kid, you know, 10, 11 years old. Um, when he passed away, um, but he got to take his kids to, uh, to A's games and she remembers, uh, Vita blue. Um, you know, she played baseball because she loved, um, you know, watching the A's and, um, so there's a special connection there a little bit before my time, not that old. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's just definitely a sad day for A's fans and, and baseball fans in general. Yeah. Um, and, um, I'm just going to oh, go ahead. Go right into it. Vince, uh, Glenn Kuyper situation. Uh, he's no longer with the, uh, with the A's broadcast team until further notice. Yeah. He's um, suspended indefinitely. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what's going on, he uh, he very he made, he made a very bad mistake, mis misspoke, um, however you want to call it, um, when when trying to discuss discuss um, the museum, the Negro League Museum. Mm-hmm. He uh, he had a hard R in there, and um, yeah, um, I don't know the guy. I met him. He seemed like a really nice guy, um, but um, I'm sure he's ashamed. He's apologized. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's hard to defend, right? Like it's one of those yeah. things. It's really hard to defend, but at the same time, I, I I constantly think about well, if we don't have a path of forgiveness, then how do we move on? And how do we move on as a society where we can talk about these things? And how do we make mistakes and not crush each other as human beings? You know. Yeah. Um, that being said, this is, he's a twenty-year professional, and this is it, it, uh, this is really really bad. Um, Joe actually said a good, very bad mistake. Uh, we we're very b- trying to be euphemistic a little bit. Um, but my dude, did you not practice your red leather, yellow leather yeah. before the broadcast? I mean, good God, get those tongue twisters out and maybe you don't have this problem i don't know man uh this is just a really bad look for a really bad team uh who actually finally won a series for the first time this year <laughs> like um so 
you know, what very little good news is happening on the field gets overshadowed by this whole entire clusterfuck of a situation. Yeah. And um, if he's back, if he's not back, it honestly, to me, it doesn't really matter either way at this point. Um, uh, Glenn Kuyper was fine as a broadcaster. I wouldn't say he was like top notch or anything, but this does provide an opportunity for um, Don. Uh, what's his name? Donnie. Um, uh, who was the Sacramento guy. And now the A's hired him on the radio side to right. help spell Ken Korak. Now right. that guy's going to be getting a lot more run. I did see him on uh, the pregame and postgame when they're doing the the interviews and stuff after after games. I did get a chance to see some of his stuff and yeah. sounded good. Yeah. So I mean, we'll uh, this obviously gives, like I said, a situation for somebody else to really um, a guy who's fifty six years old was calling minor league games for thirty years. It gives him an opportunity to, you know, get his shot at a permanent job. Uh, he was supposed to be calling 60 games for the A's this year. He's going to be calling a lot more now, probably. Right. Um, I don't know what the plans are for Ken, uh, uh, for Ken, uh, excuse me, Glenn Kuyper going forward. Absolutely. We'll see. Yeah, um, we'll see. Um, I, I, I hope that this situation doesn't ever happen again because it's bad and I, I don't like seeing it. And it just, it, it, it sucks for everybody. Like e- even the people who can defend, like, like it, 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 we do want to practice forgiveness and you're absolutely right about that. Uh, that being said, this can't go unpunished, you know, and that's what yeah, this, Joe, uh, uh, suspension is for family first, Joe, uh, forgiveness should always be practiced. So, absolutely. No, so absolutely. Well said, Joe, yeah. um, moving on, you know, yeah. we gotta, you know, we don't want to dwell on it too much. It's a very nasty, ugly mistake that we all have to deal with, but hopefully, um, Everybody kind of looks in the mirror and, and recognizes that, um, you know, these words matter and um, they're bad words. They're ugly words. And uh, we got to be careful. We got to be better. Um, so with that, you know, the A's did win a series. They're going to start playing uh, the New York Yankees. Yeah, that uh, game's already uh, it, the first game of the se- series is already in progress. And I there's already a homie there wearing a sell the sell the team T-shirt. So nice. Uh, shout out that ace fan. Appreciate yeah, you. Absolutely. Um, real quick, we're going to get to the A's, um, sell the team stuff and the Las Vegas stuff in a second here. Um, but we're just going to, uh, get our business taken care of real quick. SF giants. Um, they won us, they won the series against Houston at Houston. Um, they lost seven to three and then they come back and win two Oh and four to two. Um, and then they took another series against Milwaukee, winning six, four, four to one, and losing seven to three. Next up for the SF Giants is the Washington Nationals, and then they're over in Arizona. Um, I have to say, Vince, I'm a little surprised with the Giants. I thought they were gonna be a lot stinkier than this. Um, but they're putting up a fight. Um yeah, I mean, they were down down five games or whatever. Uh, they started to crawl back a little bit. Um, they're, they're three games under 500. I had them as basically a 500 on the dot team. So they're get, they're climbing back to where I thought they would be. You know, we win a couple of series against Houston's a pretty good team. Obviously they're supposed to win the AL West. Um, Milwaukee is uh, a lot of dark horse team uh, people, people picking them as a dark horse to win the NL central. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's a pretty good team too. St. Louis has fallen on hard times. Yeah. um, That's kind of opened up the, that's opened up, um, a world of possibilities for teams like Milwaukee. 
to really step in and take. I don't it. know what's going on in St. Louis. It just seems like they they can't hit. They can't hit for power. Um, it's just a team not executing. You know, I'm not absolutely dialed in. Uh, but that was the team that I picked to win their division, and they absolutely stink right now. So, um, looks like I'm going to be eating crow on that one. So, <laughs> yeah, they better figure it out fast. They were talking about for a minute there. They were talking about Wilson Contreras, uh, the catcher, playing outfield, and they've kind of since backed off on that. Now he's just going <sighs> to DH because I guess the man the, the man can't wear a glove to save his life now at this point. Um, yeah, I guess I you get used to Yadi Molina that. for 20 years. You know, excellent defensive catcher. Probably a Hall of Famer. Um, now it's now you you back you backslide into a guy who is there because he can hit, not because he's necessarily good handling a pitching staff. And Absolutely, we see what happens, man. This is bad. Um, but talk, but let's let's switch from something bad to something really good. Really, former good. A's closer and Chicago White Sox uh, reliever, All Star Liam Hendricks. He is in remission. Uh, he had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma um, He a couple weeks ago. He had his last treatment. He rang his little victory bell, um, and he's now working on coming back to the major leagues. He pitched one perfect inning on a rehab assignment at AAA. Uh, he got a standing O from the fans, the umps, and the players on both teams, and that's a guy that kind of works on ang- – like, like he uses anger to hype himself up, but, you know, when – he actually said when everybody's being so nice, it's a little hard to get angry, but um, he still, he still only threw nine pitches, uh, got uh, topped out at 93.2 mile an hour on the fastball, which is a little bit under what he was pitching before he was, you know, 96, 97, 98 uh, beforehand. So he still got, yeah. he still got a little bit to work up to that, but um, yeah. So this is really great news. It's actually the same cancer that, um, that, that my sister had, um, you know, uh, and our friend Sharice had uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So th- this is something that is this specific cancer has affected both you and me and a lot of people um, in our friend groups. Uh, so this and is my mom, you know, yeah, my and mom your mom. Same, yeah. So, so, so this um, is uh, seeing, seeing somebody uh, get a W against this cancer is a really good feeling and absolutely gives me a lot of, you know, uh, uh, little heartstring tugs for absolutely. sure, man. I, I love this for Liam. So absolutely love it for Liam. Um, all right. We got to get into the A's in Vegas drama. Um, there's going to be, let me get my notes in order here, guys. Uh, Fisher out Friday, May 12th, 5 PM. Uh, they're going to have everybody meet. Let me see here. At gates LL and MM in front of the BART ramp. So when uh, you cross the BART bridge, that's where those gates are. It's it's that little plaza as you cross the bridge, and then you have the two ramps where if you're standing there, they're gonna uh what is it, decline down uh into the parking lots. Um, they're meeting in that in that uh that little square there, that little plaza. So if you can make it, bring your signs, sell the team. Um, Fisher out Oakland forever. I think you can see the hashtags in my name. Um, follow those hashtags on Twitter, whether you're an ACE fan or not, uh, follow those hashtags. If you have, if you're a person somehow listening to this, uh, watching this 
interact, ask questions. Why, you know, what's going on? Why are the A's leaving Oakland? Why are they going to Las Vegas? How did we get here? Ask those questions. And that's what, that's what I've been trying to do is offer myself as a fan um, who's experiencing the A's uh, possibly leaving. Um, You know, I try to find the silver linings in, in certain things. And the silver lining that I found in this, in this situation, Vince, is we've been trying to figure out our podcast for a little while now. You know, we've done different versions of a podcast, you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, for whatever reason, we've gotten the right mix of people. But it was kind of like a radio show. We just kind of talked. And, you know, now the when the A's announced that they bought land in, in Las Vegas, we, we we're going live tonight. We're doing we're doing it live. And we found the silver lining. It, it became something that for me, people in my life started asking me more and more questions about the A's and why this is happening. And then it just exploded into Twitter. And then there's, you know, our, uh, you know, eats for free, drinks for free, Damon, Amanda, Lara, Casey Pratt, you know, Brody Brazil. Um, you know, those are the guys that kind of kept it going mainstream, you know, Damon, Amanda, Lara got it mainstream and he's, you know, he's been a champion for us and he's not even a West coast guy. Yeah. You know? He's living um, in New York, man. Yeah. But he's speaking the truth, you know, cause I think he recognizes that he, this shouldn't happen to any fan base. You know, I, I was in, um, for our co-host, uh, bachelor party, <clears throat> we went to San Diego and we, he wanted to see a Padres game. You know, some of you may know uh, the Padres have become his adopted team in his, uh, boycott of John Fisher owning the Oakland A's, you know? Uh, so he's become, uh, you know, his second team has become the Padres. So we took him to the Padres game and it just so happened to be Padres and Dodgers. And I, I was really like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to do? And I purposely wore my, my, my Oakland A's Jersey, my Kelly green right behind me. I wore that Jersey there to be a conversational piece. And a lot of people came up to me and we got to discuss what's going on. And I'm trying to educate people because, you know, with Dodgers, right? Let's just start with the Dodgers and the Padres. You know, the Dodgers, there are Dodger fans who know the truth and they know the facts and they know the history of their team. And we talked about this before, Frank McCourt. If you're a Dodger fan and you don't know who Frank McCourt is, go speak to your Dodger friends. Go speak to your Dodger family do some research on what was going on with Frank McCourt. <clears throat> Completely mismanagement, running the Dodgers into the ground. Remember all those years they stunk and they just couldn't do anything right? Right. All I mean, a lost decade of of Dodger baseball. That was Frank McCourt. He couldn't get his ducks in a row. He ran the team into the ground and baseball forced him out. New ownership group comes in. And they recognized the Dodgers, the Dodger fan base. And it took some time, but they built up the minor leagues. They built up their team. They signed free agents, um, you know, as they could. And they built this thing up and, you know, turned it into a champion. 
you know, turned it into a perennial uh, contender. Yep. And it takes time, but ownership, it starts with ownership. You know, look at the St. Louis Cardinals are not very good right now, but how is it that they are a franchise that is constantly in competitions because ownership and the front office is always in 100% of the time. Daniel Esparza, one of the uh, biggest pieces of shh as an owner. Absolutely. Uh, and Frank, McCourt you know what? That's was absolutely garbage. true. Bud Sick was the owner of the Who's. The owner the, um, of the Who, Vince. Uh, that was the Milwaukee uh, Brewers. And they sucked. They were dog shit. They sucked. Bud Sillig was the John Fisher of the 90s. Or, excuse me, the 80s. You know, he was a cheap owner. Bud Sillig was a non-competitive owner. You know, so he, he he's was buddied up with Lou Wolf. Joe Lacob made an offer to buy the A's back then. He had a, a more competitive bid, but it went to the homie. Yeah. You know, it went to the homie. Bud Sillig swung that deal to the homie Lou Wolf, but Bud Sillig is exactly like John Fisher and Lou Wolf. Cheap owners, run it like a business, make government pay for stuff, make the fan pay for stuff. And this is a this is a problem throughout sports. It's not just Oakland. You know, the San Diego fan. You know, I talked to many San Diego Padre fans who were very empathetic to what we're going through, and we started to gain support from them, uh, from those fans, because of the, the San Diego Chargers. You know, they just went through this with the Chargers. You know, now the Chargers can't even, they couldn't even sell out a minor league freaking soccer stadium or whatever it was they were playing in. Yeah, in Carson, um, it was like a like a 20,000-seat soccer stadium. and Nobody no. went. And what is it that they're getting a stadium in Inglewood? Well, the, yeah, they share it with the um, the Rams. The Rams, uh, yeah. They're, they're, so I mean, yeah, the Rams stadium. They're they're playing there. They're they don't even sell that out. Yeah, you know they don't even sell that out. I mean, nobody's nobody's interested in the Rams or the Chargers in LA. They're like Raider fans. Uh, I think Daniel told me Cowboy fans. Oh, yeah, uh, there's like more Cowboy fans, fans in LA than uh, <laughs> you know. You know, so. It just makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, and, that stadium uh, was where the Galaxy played. Thanks, that's thanks, right. Daniel. Yeah, the uh, the Seattle fan. You know, the NBA lost the SuperSonics, and we get the OKC Thunder. That's crazy. It's crazy to imagine the NBA in its current form without the SuperSonics. It's insane. Yeah, and that's why they need to expand and bring Seattle back. I think. As soon as they expand, Seattle's a foregone conclusion. That's one of the cities. Absolutely. And they, the, Absolutely. the stadium's ready. The arena's ready. Absolutely. Daniel says, LA, it's uh, Cowboys, Raiders, 49ers. Yeah, no, there's there's a bunch of Niners fans down there, too. LA's a big city. There's like 4 million people in LA alone. So um, a lot of fans, a lot of transplants from the Bay Area, from other states, and um, if you're coming from the Midwest, chances like there's a lot of Cowboys fans that come uh, west to LA, and there you go. My takeaway from my trip and trying to wear the jersey and engage with people, um, I think it was mostly positive. Um, I, I think people are genuinely 
interested and curious to, you know, what's going on and how it's going to play out. And as they find out, as we, as we were discussing these things, I would say a majority of people would kind of lean towards, I would say Oakland side, right. To say like, wow, like none of this sounds right. You know, we said this last week, but John Fisher has multiple loans out and the A's and earthquakes are, are used as collateral. Yep. Um, same thing that Frank McCourt was doing and baseball said, no, 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 don't do that. You know, he was using like the, um, the Dodgers as collateral for his like parking structures or some. Can you imagine like, bank of America foreclosing on John Fisher? And so like now it's like, uh, uh, some CEO of bank of America owns the A's then at that point, like that'd be so fucked up. Can Even you like that, the whole thing is, it's not, it's, it's what we deserve though. At this point, almost, you know, it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Um, I'll start to wrap up with this. Just, yeah. there are many communities, sport communities that are out there, um, that know what it's like, um, to lose a sports franchise, you know, St. Louis, you know, they lost the Rams to, to LA and they wanted to build the stadium, you know, they wanted to build the stadium. And we know the teams that, have stadium deals where the city gave them all that and a bag of chips and they still don't compete. They still don't try. Um, you know, Pittsburgh had a couple of moments, a couple of guys they signed yeah, like Andrew good this year. Yeah. But and then they signed somebody. Yeah. Is it going to last? You know, only time will tell. And I think the moment they, you know, that thing, the moment that thing starts to leak oil, they're going to, crush that team they're going to disassemble it immediately um you know so we know the franchises that got the stadium got the government funding and they still don't compete so you can't say that the a's are going to go to las vegas get the stadium and just be all in all the time it's not going to happen the other thing is i don't really think the nevada las vegas nevada fans want the a's it, like, I mean, Brody Brazil has talked to a couple of, um, you know, Las Vegas people and it the sounds mayor's like coming it's, out saying no, no public it, it, money. It sounds like it's two to one. Um, the city, the, the, the residents of Las Vegas would prefer an expansion team. Like, um, so I don't know how hyped they're going to, I mean, they'll, they'll be, it sounds like they, they do want baseball, but it's just, um, getting it this way. They're not that comfortable with, and with this team is the other part. They're not that comfortable with it. Right. And this is and stuff I do that think... I've called out a long time ago that Las Ve that baseball shouldn't want John Fisher to be the guy in LA. You know, he should want an owner that actually spends money. You got to put on the show. And I mean, this is stuff Absolutely. that we've been raging about for fucking decade now at this point. I get, I get the Las Vegas fan wants baseball very badly. I want baseball very badly in Vegas. I would love it. But I would love to go there as an A's fan and have Vegas fans come to Oakland. Because what did we say at the top of the show? It's about trash talk. It's about sport. It's about having a good time. Um, I don't take any of this personally. You know, to the fans who take who take this sports stuff, like where you, you just want to fight or you're going to yeah. beat somebody up because they said your team sucks or something like that's crazy to me. Right. Yeah. You know, that's just like crazy to me. Like none of that matters. Um, I love sports. I love meeting other fans. That's, that's why I traveled with the A's 
you know, to Chicago and New York and Seattle and LA and, you know, all the cities that I got to see him in is to meet the opposition, not to create enemies, to create a drinking buddy, to create a buddy to trash talk with, you know, um, you know, that's what it's about. So, you know, in conclusion, if you, if you're listening to this, you're watching this, ask questions, interact with us. I would love more than nothing to just engage with you and talk about it. I'm not, I'm not upset. If you want the A's to go to Vegas, I'm just saying, you know, there's a, there's another side of the coin to it. You know, Vegas deserves a baseball team. It's proven to be a great baseball, uh, a sports town, um, you know, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't fill that void in your heart with somebody else's, uh, you know, peace, you know, that, that fills their heart. You know, now you're just taking it away from someone else. And I think that's just kind of like the worst kind of uh, joy that you can have. And, you know, some people did ask me, well, how is it that you're still supporting the Raiders? You know, they moved, you know, the Warriors moved. I think that's a little, there's a lot to unpack, but in short, you know, it was going to be too complex. The The A's at the time in, in the past tense, right? The A's signed a 10 year lease to the prop, you know, to the current site, which means the Raiders had no ability to build another stadium or buy the site and build it out. And there's no other there's no other location in Oakland or Alameda County to put a football stadium. Like there's just no other location. It was the current site or nothing. And that was just based on blueprint availability. And the Raiders had to move. You know, they had they Mark Davis don't have money. So he he had to move. And there was was it Sandy um Alderson or yeah. Sandy Alderson backed out uh, of the deal and everybody. No, no, said, no, not Sandy Alderson. Um, uh, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, the Las Vegas guy. Backed yeah. Out yeah. And Sheldon Adelson, Sheldon, Sheldon Adelson. Adelson. That's his name. Um, Sandy Alderson was a former exec with the A's for the A's. Yeah. And then the Mets, um, you know, it, it, it was just a lot more complex deal. And Mark Davis still got the, the deal. To the touchdown, you know, he, he got the stadium. Um, and you know, in Mark Davis's defense, he went on to buy the Las Vegas aces and then he wins the championship. He's doing nothing but invest in that team. I know there's some problems going on over there, but you know, he's done nothing but invest in that team and he's done nothing but invest in the Raiders. Um, you don't as have for, to... yeah, uh, I was just gonna say as for the Warriors moving to San Francisco, um, that was another basically complex a done deal. Yeah, it was another complex deal, but that was basically a done deal as soon as uh, Lake bought the team. Like they had every intention of moving the team across the bay back to San Francisco where they first started. Um, when they, they came, came out, out west, ripped that bandaid off immediately. Yep. And um, I think the reason why the East Bay fan still supports the Warriors is that, you know, they were in San Francisco first. So they stayed in the bay. Right. Um, they weren't the Oakland Warriors or, you know, the San Jose Warriors or the whatever Warriors, you know, they they stayed the Golden State Warriors. So I think that was to their benefit. But the other thing, too, is when they did rip that bandaid off, you know, Lacob and the Warriors came out and they were very clear that, you know, to build an arena in Oakland is going to be way too messy because of the A's, because of the Raiders It's not going to get figured out. We got to go. We have opportunity to get this going over here. And then 
they ended up building on the second site. They couldn't build on the first site. Remember, it was going to be right. right on right on the on that dock or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't do that. So, if you have questions about why all of this, why I support the Raiders and the Warriors, even though they moved, it's because the Coliseum site, the existing site, that's really the only site that these two teams um, could have stayed. The A's kind of fucked that up for everybody with this lease, and then they bought half. And I don't really know the details on what's going to happen if the A's do leave. Um, does that mean the A's have to sell back their half or sell it to someone else? I don't know. That That's something that we got to do some research on. Um, but ask questions. Engage. You know, yeah, we, we, we want to we wanna keep going with that. So, okay. uh, Vince, I'll turn this over to you. All right. This is rapid fire time. Um, it's hockey time. Uh, first off, Eric Carlson is a Norris Trophy finalist. Uh, that's the award given to the best defenseman, oh, the best all-around defenseman in the league. And it's well-earned, and he had an amazing year, and his trade value has skyrocketed. So uh, maybe somebody's willing to pick up that massive contract that the Sharks signed him to uh, a while back. You know, we'll see what happens in the offseason. But Eric Carlson, absolutely um, a worthy finalist for this trophy. Um, also, today... Literally just before we went live, the shark, uh, the, there was the NHL draft lottery and the sharks ended up picking fourth. Uh, that's kind of where they started going into the process. The uh, Chicago Blackhawks jumped from the third spot to number one. And so that pushed back Anaheim and Columbus. Uh, sharks stayed at fourth. That was the only move in the uh, draft lottery was Chicago jumping up. Everybody else slotted into the uh, spots that they uh, that they were predicted to be in. Yeah. So uh, that um, that means that Chicago gets the first crack at the uh, uh, at the draft, and they're gonna probably, in all likelihood, draft Connor Bedard, who is by all accounts uh, pro ready, uh, one of the, the 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 highest touted prospects since Sidney Crosby, and then Connor McDavid a few years uh, back. So like this this guy is. There is no such thing as can't miss because things happen, but this is as close to can't miss as you can get with a prospect. So um, Chicago gets to watch a couple of their like former young phenoms turned old men walk away in uh, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, and they get to replace them right away with Connor Bedard. God damn it. <laughs> um well there's gonna be some good talent for the sharks so, so oh, definitely yeah, yeah, go yeah. find something yeah yeah i mean you're will... still a top four pick They're, that's still probably a maybe nhl ready maybe not but close to it uh caliber player uh at the number four so we'll, we'll see who ends up falling to them uh the sharks really need to address some goaltending that's what they really need most um i don't know if there's any goalies uh up that high um you know at least in terms of valuation but but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Uh. So as far as your Stanley Cup date, as I started calling it last week, uh, let's see. We have Seattle uh, is playing Dallas. Seattle's second season in the league. They're up two one against Dallas right now. Uh. It and this is all as of this morning. Uh. When I put the information in, Vegas Golden Knights versus Edmonton. That series is tied one apiece. Uh, Vegas Florida, is up two one at the time of this recording. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Florida versus Toronto. 
the the fucking maple leaves they're doing it again man they are shit in the bed they finally get past that first round uh curse or whatever and now they can't even win a game in the second round they're they're down three nil um in that series carolina versus new jersey a couple of former sharks playing each other in uh timo meyer versus brent burns carolina and brent burns are up two one in that series so we'll see how the rest of this shakes up next week when we get back to our next Stanley Cup date. Ooh, nice. Okay. We need a soundboard, man. I know, right? Just do my own. Uh, so let's just talk real quick. Um, uh, there was some breaking news about uh, Leo Messi earlier this week. Uh, he's going to be leaving um, the, 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 the soccer team in Paris after the end of the season. We honestly don't know what you know where he's going next. Look at Sam's lighting up a stogie like a badass. Uh, um, yeah, don't Got smoke, kids. One. Got this one from uh, San Diego. Oh, nice. Recommended. It's an acid. So you're dropping acid live. That's a crime. Oh, man. good thing it's late. <laughs> good thing it's late in the show, and and words can't hurt our podcast. Right. This yeah. This is true. No. <laughs> yeah, it's PSG is the name of the club. I uh, was trying to simple simplify it for those who don't really know. But yeah, it's PSG. He's going to be leaving at the end of the season. I don't know where he's going next. Maybe he goes back to Barcelona. Maybe somebody in uh, the Middle East. Uh, he, he actually got in trouble for you know spending one of his, quote, days off in the Middle East. But he wasn't supposed to go and didn't get permission. But he thought he had permission. There was a whole mix up there. So maybe he's going to be playing with Ronaldo in the Middle East next year. I don't know. There's a lot of money out there. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, as for our little earthquakes, they played uh, Los Angeles Football Club, LAFC at Levi's Stadium. They get a massive win, 2-1. Um, oh, uh, D- Daniel actually says the Saudi Arabia or the Miami deal might go through. Uh, we'll we'll see where that ends up uh, landing uh, for Leo Messi. Wow. Uh, so yeah, that that'd be crazy either way. Um, but the earthquakes get the win uh, at Levi Stadium, the 49ers uh, big building. Two uh, one. Uh, Christian Espinosa. Christian Espinosa had a brace. He converted his second goal in the 83rd minute uh, as a penalty for the winner. They're currently five wins, three losses, three draws. That's good for 18 points. They're tied for third with LAFC now, but because of goal differential, uh, LAFC actually has a plus nine goal differential. Um, San Jose Earthquakes only have a plus one, so that's why LAFC holds third place. The Quakes are in fourth. Their next game is at LA Galaxy on Saturday, so uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Man, I'm I'm – I got the uh, Miami New York Knicks uh, game. Yeah, what's going on there? Miami's up ninety one eighty one. Okay. In fourth, uh, about eleven minutes to go. Okay, so ten and, point uh, game. Ooh. Miami looks. They're getting hot at the right time. Yeah, right. Um, Miami looks. Really Jimmy good Butler's right made for this time of the year, man. I swear to Absolutely. God, that dude. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Sorry, one, I derailed the show once. No again. worries. Uh, one last note on the NFL: the schedule release is going to happen Thursday, uh, May 11th. So uh, I think I think they said 5 p.m. might be 4 p.m. I'll have to double check that. I forgot to put it in here because I was distracted. 
Okay. So, so we'll find out where everybody's playing at that point. We do know that the chiefs are going to be opening up the season on Thursday night football, hosting that so they can have their little trophy party and everything. We don't know who their opponent is going to be yet. I would imagine it's going to be a good quality team. Uh, maybe it's the Dolphins. Um, th- th- that's a team it could be. It could be. They they might go in division. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do want to shoehorn um, some Raiders stuff here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some, some, some friends of mine asked me, oh, how come you didn't? talk about the draft and all the players that they got and this and that. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't because, um, I just been so distracted by this a stuff, um, you know, with the Vegas stuff, but I did, I did go back and, um, do some research and, and look over the draft and, um, looked over each player. And, um, I think it's a good draft. I think I said it was like a foundational draft, um, I'm really excited about the quarterback they got and, um, you know, see what he can do. I think he's probably going to be a guy that maybe in year two or three, um, maybe he shows some promise and maybe he competes for a starting spot or maybe he's competing where, you know, you can trade him like you did Jimmy G and Matt Castle and, you know, um, not a Patriots player, but, you know, remember um, the Falcons had, um, was it Matt Schaub? And then they traded him mm. to, to Houston and he, he, you know, he just kind of flashed as a backup. So yeah, I think we're kind of hoping that um, he develops into a good quarterback, but uh, I, I think they had a solid draft and uh, I stick to that. It's a, a foundational draft to, to get guys that fit this McDaniel system. Um, Still not excited with Josh McDaniels, this whole Patriot in the desert thing. Um, just because it hasn't really worked out, uh, in other cities, I think the Patriot way is Bill Belichick. Like there's only one bill. (laughs) Yeah. There's only one hoodie, man. And, um, uh, I think Daniel said this at the game as well Is that, you know, there's some, uh, I forget what announcer said it, but, uh, where he got it from, but it was, you know, some, some guys are great coaches and some guys are great coordinators. And I think Josh McDaniel is a, great coordinator um and i kind of think i agree with that sentiment is that um mcdaniels is probably better as just a offensive coordinator but the jury's still out he's gonna be a raider for the foreseeable future and i just i hope for the best and as a maybe that's a lame excuse but that's my excuse and i'm sticking to it is why i couldn't do this whole breakdown of the raiders draft is uh my my heart's in a Another spot right now. And, uh, Dan uh, Patrick, he says. It was Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's all I got. Yep. Um, on that, unless uh, unless the listeners and the viewers want to. Um, just one more thing. Uh, Tim Tim actually did ask. Um, uh, the A's going to Vegas is not a done deal yet at this point. Although. The way that Brody Brazil described it, I think is pretty apt. He compared it to a basketball game. Oakland had the ball um, and they, uh, they basically turned the ball over and it's a tied game and it's late in the fourth. They turned the ball over to Las Vegas and now Las Vegas has the possession shot clock is off. And they're basically, if they make the bucket uh, game over, they win and making the bucket in this instance would be 
getting that $500 million that they're looking for from Las Vegas. So if they get that money, it's a done deal. There's a little bit of a timeline. I think it's like the end of the month. Mm -hmm. roughly. Uh, It's about 30 ish, less than 30 days now at this point. So we're, we're looking at four weeks uh, that they have while the legislative session is open to get it done. That being said, the governor could call a second, a special legislative session to get it done after the fact. So even if Las Vegas misses this shot, you know, by the end of, you know, this, these next four weeks, they still, you know, it's going to overtime then in that instance. And Las Vegas um, certainly is, is the favorite at this point. Um, I would honestly put it at 85, 15, Vegas Vegas gets this done at this point. Um it's going to take an awful lot for it to fall through at this point. Um uh for I mean but we said that about Oakland like Oakland was 90% of the way there and uh the A's just decided to go full heel turn. Yeah. So we'll and see that's man. The, that's the fucked up thing is that you know the city of Oakland was you know sent all their lawyers and 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 uh people that negotiate these things and they were ready to go. And from what we what's being reported is that the difference is $88 million. And that's only because the inflation due to, you know, the pandemic and, you know, all the inflation that's going on right now. Um, so the A's and the city are only about $88 million apart is what's being reported. That in 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 a deal of this magnitude, that's like nothing. You know, yeah. that's like nothing. Um, so, you know, we're hoping for, uh, extra innings, you know, that's right. Um, yeah. Let's put this thing into extra innings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somehow you're, again, you're still listening to this, watching, follow those hashtags, you know, Fisher out, sell the team, Oakland forever. Um, join the conversation. If you have questions, you know, we have answers and, um, it's no, no disrespect. We, we want to educate. We want to. We want you to hear our side. We want you to know what we're thinking and feeling. That's right. Um, because this shouldn't happen to any communities, whether it's baseball, football, basketball. Um, and this won't be the last time. We're going to hear about other teams wanting to move and force their way out and put communities versus other communities. Um, the government and cities like this should not have to – choose between healthcare and education and, and water infrastructure and road infrastructure um, because of a billionaire wants things for free. He has the money he should pay. If owning a baseball team is too rich for his blood, then he shouldn't own a team. Like it's that simple. If you, if it's too expensive for you to, to run the baseball team or whatever, you shouldn't own it. It's not rocket science. You know, he could get out right now. John Fisher can get out right now and make 10,000% on the original purchase price. Yeah, he he paid what 130, I think. I think it was a little under 200, but uh yeah. So, I, I mean, it was, I think he it was could, like more like 180. Yeah, the team was valued right now at like 1.2 billion ish, something like that. I mean, and if he if he actually sells it, he's selling it for 15, you know, at least. At so, least. At least. And if with all the legwork basically done in Oakland and what they're doing in Las Vegas right now too, either way, either side of it, the legwork that's happening there, if he gets out now, I mean, 
that it's basically an open path for whoever does buy it next to like really um, make some money off real of that quick. And Vince, he still gets uh, that. Uh, Daniel just dropped a comment and it's an interesting one. He says, if somehow the A's became something like the Packers of baseball owned by the fans, baseball will never allow that. And I don't think any sports franchise will ever allow that again, because the only reason why we know as fans and reporters know about certain financial things is because of like um, the Packers having stock and that's like public information. And I think, I think there's maybe the Reds or somebody. I think there is a team in baseball that some of their financials are available because they're owned by a publicly traded group or something like that. I'll have to do more reading on that. I'll find that out for the next show, but I don't think you'll ever be able to see that unless it was somehow like a company that is publicly traded bought the A's. Like if Disney bought the angels, you know, a long time ago and then sold them Mm -hmm. unless it's something like that. I don't think baseball wants to go that direction because then we would have open up the books, you know, let me see the numbers. You're, you know, they don't, they don't want that out there because baseball's not losing money. Like, it hasn't been. Right. Like, that's the thing. It's not losing money. They're going to make more money. We talked about this a couple weeks ago when um, there was games that may not be aired because the, the network is going under. You know, it's filing bankruptcy and stuff. Uh, Bally, Bally Sports, the, yeah. Bally Sports on the East Coast. And well, they're, they're in Arizona, too, and in, and in SoCal, actually, too. Yeah, Baseball wants them to fold. Because baseball is going to force you to buy MLB TV. You're going to have to buy a standalone package like you do with the NFL Sunday ticket and Red Zone and all that other stuff is that everybody's going to have their own streaming package. You know, NBA has it. um, But MLB, they don't allow you to share YouTube clips or, you know, Twitter clips. It has to come from the the MLB or, or the team. You know, they don't allow like fan uploads like they're they're absolute fucking Nazis when it comes to like being a fan of baseball. <laughs> yeah, man. Nobody hates baseball more than uh, baseball owners. Right. Yeah. And, and the commissioner who <laughs> and the commissioner, Rob Manfred, says the dumbest yep. shit ever. God. And somehow he still has just keeps stepping on rakes, man. Yeah. He anyway, is a man. rake. Oh, oh, burn. I am excited for this basketball burn. game. I think the yeah. Warriors are going to win because we're going seven. That's what the NBA wants. I think we're going to get this win tonight. I think it's going to be a lot more of the same. You're going to see a lot of fouls going the you know the Lakers' way, and I think you'll probably see a lot more three pointers made by the Warriors. And um, you know, I think it's uh, going to be a Warriors game. I'm going to say one seventeen, one ten. Okay, it's going to be a tight one. Okay. No, I think it probably ends up being fairly tight as well. Um, like I'll, I'll, I'll call for a five point win. Um, Warriors end up with winning by five. Um, I will go, uh, one eighteen, one thirteen. So there we go. I think we're both kind of in the same ballpark there. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see who's the smartest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We shall see. All right, uh, man. Daniel says Lakers in seven. I say I hope not, but uh, it's been fun having you in this chat, man. This has been a, a good time. I'm glad uh, you guys met up at the game. 
and you jumped Absolutely. in and like just you know just shoot chopping it up shooting a lot of shit, good man. fans out there man a lot of good fans out there a lot of great dodger fans a lot of great padre fans um it was uh it was great drew welcome late to the party yeah um gp2 in the starting lineup, I like it because uh, they need somebody on defense to take out uh, D'Angelo Russell and provide some help defense. So I think it's a good move. Um, but he's also, when his opportunity comes, he's got to hit those corner threes like he was last year. Uh, he's got to hit those corner threes. Um, he's going to get open looks. You know, he, he's going to have the opportunity. He's got to make them. Um, that's what it's going to come down to. Right. Not just uh, him. Right. <laughs> any any Golden State Warrior hitting open looks because they're for, they're they're allowing Draymond, they're allowing they're gonna allow um Drew, your favorite player, uh Green. They're gonna <laughs> um Drew was uh was going off on uh uh what's his name? Uh Jamichael Green. And every time uh Drew was criticizing uh Jamichael Green uh, he would drop a three or or get a big rebound or do something, and then he totally stunk it up in game three. Uh, came back to the <laughs> came back to earth. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, they're gonna have to hit the open three, play good defense. All right, um, I think that pretty much does it for us. We got a game to watch in about twenty minutes. It tips yeah. off. So, uh, um, let's. You want to wrap this up? Yeah, man. Uh, again, thank you guys for for watching. If you haven't already, please uh, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We do these recordings, live streams every Monday at 530. We're actually working on bringing some people on to do guest spots, talking about basketball, talking about baseball, talking about whatever it is. Um, like I said, this is a, it's a fan show. We want to interact with fans, so please interact with us. Um, again, you're listening to the SVT podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell for alerts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SVT Sports Pod. Uh, slide into our DMs. We'd love to interact with you. Comment, like, subscribe. Peace out, guys. Later. Later.